<laughs> what up, Kev? What Man, up? Man, happy hip hop birthday to you, my friend. Happy hip hop birthday, man. 50 years. <laughs> yeah. 50 years, man. Yeah. That is quite a lot of time. About 49 of them in the last two or three years, feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. 50 years. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other genres that count themselves, like count their years of existence. Am I tripping? Or does like no one else do this? What did you say? Other genres? Yeah. Well, see, that's the key here. See, so you, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help prevent you from getting yourself in trouble here. Okay, got you. Is that? Um, it's not. It's not just about rap music. See, hip hop. Hip hip hop is an entire oh, okay. culture. Son, right. <laughs> hip hop is something you live. That's right. <laughs> That is right. That is right. That's true. That's uh, true. You know what? You know what the 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 headline, the lead story in every uh, piece about hip hop fifty has been the predominant strain of thought that seems to have graced every I don't know printed word that I've seen in some form or fashion is why did they leave out so and so. That that yeah, little mad lib. Yeah. 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 Why are we like this? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um and I'll, I I have a, a really generic opening question, by the way. Okay. But I I it's just I don't know, it's gonna happen. And and I, I feel like everybody should just settle down. <laughs> Because it's it's gonna happen, man. Like somebody's gonna. I I saw. I think. Uh, shout out to Omega, man. That's my dude. He, I think he sent me a video of Double X Posse performing. I'm like, they not leaving nobody out if they find a room for Double X Posse to perform. Like, <laughs> everybody's getting their chance here. Like, so I don't know. I feel like it's bound and bound to happen, and and it's unfortunate. I do like. I'm gonna tell you something. And I'm like I said. I'm gonna ask a generic, very generic question, and I. I'm going to answer it before I ask it. So I was going through what my favorite era, me and my wife were talking about our favorite era of, okay. of hip hop, right? And at the time, Ain't Gonna Hurt Nobody by uh, Kid and Play was on. So we immediately were like, yeah, maybe it was this era, right? Because it was probably Prisoners of the Moment, right? But I noted that I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I know at least the Far Side and Alcoholics are, have performed together recently, right? I Just think the they other, were, was that the same bill? Might have been last night, yeah. Yeah, that was, okay. With Souls. I, was Soul, was Souls, okay, got it. Now, irrelevant to what I'm going to say, but now but it just leads to a question. Are they touring together, all three of them, right now? I, or I was know, that just a one-off in Los Angeles? Just from, um, you know, seeing uh, Domino's post, shout to, shout to Dom and that whole crew, his post on, his, on Facebook that I think, the, you know, souls have been doing a serious run. Yeah, for the yeah, 30th like anniversary, 50, show, fifty city show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of of I don't know what the anniversary is. I guess it's the the first album. I well, guess of or, their, of, or their career. Well, yeah, or, of, yeah. Of, no, no. Well, I guess the first album would technically be. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, ninety three till it's okay. tw- you know twenty twenty three. So yeah, it's thirty years of their tw- their record. 2003, 2003. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so I know that they were on there like 50 cities, some crazy amount mm-hmm. of cities uh, for the third year. And they do, man, Hyro wins. They do an excellent job of like maintaining, putting out new music or new music, like continuing to keep themselves fresh in the music. In a music industry that wants to forget you as soon as you're out of the the front page or you know front three pages, mm-hmm. they remained by creating their own pages. Yep. I think that that's commendable. Um, but those three groups touring together, probably if you that probably represents the the time period, like the time period and most polarizing groups for me you know what i'm saying like when i think about it mm. because the far side was sort of that moment well it wasn't sort of de la was one thing but they were from new york and they were on some hippie stuff i, I was it was dope it was new to me i was into it but it was new i was i was it was 89 or whatever like i you know whatever right mm. um Tribe kind of similar, like, oh, this is a thing that I want to get into. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But nothing truly represented out of L.A. for me. Dred Scott was close. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would, it wasn't until the far side dropped that I was like, yo, okay, that's me. I can do that. Gotcha. And then Romai, of course, being from Pasadena, right. reading the, the line of notes and, and Imani shouting out West Covina, I was like, oh, snap, it's, this is me. And then the alcoholics were kind of like the second dose of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like they was kind of sports fanatics, at least J-Row was. Like, and, of course, Souls of Mischief representing that from the Bay Area. Like these, I don't know if they were high school kids at the time that the record dropped, but they were high school kids in appearance. Right. <laughs> so it's like... All of this with good life going on and ultimately Project Blow just kind of was the entrance for me personally. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Double so, X Posse. Double X Posse. I'm not going to be able to do it, right? <laughs> um, so that that just that kind of – I have to say, and I hate saying it because I know that like 93 is this – you know, 93, 94 to midnight. I suppose it's like the golden, but I, I don't feel like that way. I just feel like that was the time and the age where I was so connected and it started to represent me as an individual a lot more than the early 90s and, and et cetera. That being said, I don't know how to frame this question. I'm just going to say <laughs> what era, like when you think about your connection like not just listening to it or whatever. I mean, that that could be what your connection to hip hop. What era? What year? What group? What song? Whatever did, comes to mind. Oh, I mean, my my answer is probably about the same as yours, but I don't know because I I sat down. You know, I wasn't. It, I I enjoyed seeing everybody posting stories about their journey you know through hip-hop and i didn't intend to to um participate in that way i didn't intend to participate in any kind of way really just listen to some music or whatever and i didn't know yeah. that that concert was happening at yankee stadium right right right, right. um yeah. we can talk about that but on and i'm going to answer your question by telling 
much longer story than is necessary. No, nah, this is but, what it uh, is. 50th anniversary, man. We're supposed to tell our stories. <laughs> Friday, I I was happy to for it to be Friday. So I think I had a long, I was tired. And, you know, I had a, had a couple drinks. And then I realized that, oh, that, you know, this, this thing's coming on, you know. I see, like, uh, my man Dan Charnas posts that he's at the show. I was like, oh, that's dope. Then I, and then I think Fizz posted a link to it or something like that, or either that or mm-hmm. I found it and I'm thinking like, am I going to spend two hours watching something that is the wrong, like some, you know, like the <laughs> side stage thing. So I was like, let me make sure. And I think I even checked in with you guys. Is this, is this, is this the right one? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> but as I started watching, I was like, okay, well this better be the right one. But anyway, you know, say Yankee Stadium, it's like, it's New York. Yeah, I'll, I'll check this out. Mm-hmm. So a couple drinks turns into maybe three drinks, right? And then the mm-hmm. thing keeps going. The thing was eight hours long, as it turns out. So I'm just kind of like sitting there in front of the keyboard. And I'm just not really writing anything, just listing out all the memories that I have through the years, sort of chronologically. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I probably, by the way, I did shout out T-Ray, who produced Not Gonna Be Able to Do It. Um, but uh, Oh, wow. I think probably, yeah, yeah. I think nice. probably those still were, though, the years. I think 93 to 96. I don't know. What's that? Somebody posted something a few years ago that resonated with me in every way except for the actual year. I think it might have actually been 96. I Because when did 36 Chambers come out? 93. Okay, so it was 93 then. Yeah. So 93 was that yeah. year that all those records came out. Like, just a disproportionately Midnight Marauders. huge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, that sounds right. Good. Okay. Let me see. Let me make sure that I'm right about this. I, I'm i almost sure. Yeah, I think you're right, because that, that timing would have been right. I thought it, I, it was like uh, end of the year, like uh, fall, winter of 93, if, I, if I'm- Yeah, I remember getting- when, yeah, when I got November Midnight Marauders. 90. Yeah, 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 okay. Those are the two records I got at the same time, yeah. So, yeah, I was already in. You know what I mean? I was already, like, that's all I was listening to, for the most part, you know. Um, you know, that and, like, smooth jazz, like some Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> he listening to The Wave, you know? The Wave is a total <laughs> the different station. The Wave. Here, yeah. <laughs> It's heavy metal. <laughs> it didn't go that dope. far, but it's dope. you turn that joint on and you you were you strong woman trying to just make it through. <laughs> well yeah, no, that so you know, but I don't think that makes that's not necessarily me in particular. I feel like all of us it was just like, wow, this is unstoppable. You know what I mean? Like that was the year where it was like There was always this like people did not like rap, so you know other people didn't not, didn't like it and thought it was a fad. I thought I was going to go away or whatever, and we didn't, I, I wasn't I didn't know I was enjoying it because I was like, what if it does go away? I mean, you know, let me enjoy it while I can. When that wave came through of music in that particular short period of time, it became clear: oh, this is not going anywhere. Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. And I think, unfortunately, I think also, though, now, old head energy is like holding on to that, um, thinking it wasn't supposed to go anywhere else. 
when mm-hmm. everything evolves and changes, you know, so everything evolves. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, so this is the thing I, I, I say 93 and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because I, I have to, cause the far side, bizarre ride came out in 92. Okay. Right. But it was late 92. And you know what else dropped in late 92? The chronic. Okay. So I'm um, that it was like, and when was death certificate? That point, ninety one. Okay. And 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 I'm I'm excluding death certificate all the way. It still is my favorite album. You know, it, bizarre ride is is right there on top of it, right? But death certificate's pretty much a pivotal record for me. But from like late ninety two through the ninety six, it just was like lights out everything seemed to be better than that even even stuff that we would now not really discuss like double x posse or yak Fu front like everything seemed to be hitting you know what i mean like groups that we just of course i'm not saying they're whack or anything like that i'm just saying groups that that don't come to top of mind when we're discussing like cellar dwellers and mm-hmm. you know artifacts rest in peace uh you know uh, tame one, and that's another T Ray joint. Uh, <laughs> Wrong side. Oh, that's right. Now that I knew, yeah. that I knew. Um, and then my wife had mentioned like just like this, the crews, like Def Squad and Hit mm-hmm. Squad, and and like all this that was happening at the same time. And, and now you, you say Def Squad is also it's like that, and then that's the reason why it's hard for me to answer the question because then you had the EPMD records and the you know what I mean like before mm-hmm. Public Enemy of course and you know like the earliest and then NWA you know that whole yeah, when they first yeah. came out uh, preceded all, all the K you know the early K day like when I was still in high school junior high high school mm-hmm. like so that's a whole stretch of time before that ninety two ninety three period so. But I, I, I often think, and I, I don't know, like, and I'm wrong about this, but I think about it. I wonder if rap, excuse me, I wonder if rap would have been better. Because in the 80s, rap was just rap. There wasn't any defined genres. There wasn't really gangster. I know Ice-T talks about um, how the media defined gangster rap. Like, right. Before, he had been calling it reality rap, and people had been calling yeah. it that or whatever. But he, well, he said he didn't call it that. He said he never felt like that moniker could be true because it was his reality, not everybody else's. You mm. know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just going off a recent interview. I think it was on Drink Champs. But but my, I just remember that rap was rap. EPMD dropped and Big Daddy Kane and, and Ice-T. And um, I can even go as far as like L.A. Breeze. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like just... Uh, yeah, Breeze LA, like all of those, all of those crews, like there wasn't any particular way to be a rap, like all the way. And then, you know, you start dividing into genres, right? You had your gangster rap and your, I don't know, hippie rap and all the little <laughs> things that started to break off. Like, I'm not sure which genres were called which. And then you had like, you know, you think about House Party and, and that's what I think 91 era as well, mm. if I'm not mistaken. And, and all of the movies and kind of hip-hop themed at the very least not even indirectly you know not not as direct as like who's the man right, right. where like all of the 
artist in it, but there was everything sort of became hip hop themed. And I I I miss that. I miss like if I when I think about 93 and I think about 96, 92, etc. The only thing I remember also was like the division that started to happen. You know what I mean? Mm. And that that wasn't prominent at least in Los Angeles in the 80s cuz it was it was new to us. Mm-hmm. Like there, you know, what I'm saying we were discovering our style. Mix masters were killing it. You know, KDA mix masters were were doing their thing, and you know, the rhodium and uh, and um, I I don't know why skate junction is. I'm thinking the wrong thing, but you know, what I'm saying, uh, just well, skating rinks or whatever was rocking like. The era was simply just like you wanted to be around rap music and hip hop. People were break dancing on cardboard on the sidewalk mm-hmm. in the suburbs. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. City and suburbs. I I could distinctly remember on 110th and uh, Barrington Cross, like me, my man Brian, well, my neighbor Brian. I don't know. I can't say my man. I ain't seen Brian since I was 11. But me, Brian, this dude named Aaron. Like getting all the cardboard we could together and break dancing on the corner. Some kids from 112th came over and we was all break dancing, like b boying together. Like the energy was was outside, and I, I, I still miss that. Like I miss the energy being outside. I can't imagine what it would be like now. Sorry for the long winded, you know, try thing, but I can't imagine what it'd be like now for me to walk up on some kids having a cipher in the mall. Like now, I'd be like, I would be hyped because the energy would be outside. And I talked about it on the show before. Like that's the thing I miss. If I could take anything away and say, I'm not knocking what kids are doing now, et cetera, but I just miss that it was outside. It was yeah. it was happening in front of people. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, it's all good. By the way, it's okay to miss things too. You know, yeah, you miss people sure. who aren't around anymore. You miss family members who you lost. Um, and and it was it was a special period of time hopefully everyone can 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 have a, a a period of time culturally in their life that is, is special enough you know that, that one day maybe it's not quite the same and you you miss it a little bit you know doesn't mean you have to criticize the new stuff or whatever or the offshoots and the offspring of of uh you know those those uh forebears of the culture but um but yeah i mean i miss it but you know i don't it didn't go anywhere I could still get to it, like over the week, you know. We talk about the mix messages, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and I'm kind of upset that I didn't push you harder to go, because oh, I could There was no I way know. I could have gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have. I I I would have rather have been there. <laughs> I enjoyed myself with my neighbors for yeah. sure, but I I definitely would have rather have been there. And that's the that's the one thing that L.A. did have, and of course. I'd, I'd never experienced, uh, you know, WBLS or, uh, you know, any of that early uh, Mr. Magic and all those, you know, I only heard that through mm-hmm. records, you know. Um, so by the time they were putting out records, I, my assumption was that there were already huge s- stars in, in New York, you know, but none of the nightlife stuff in New York or any other city. But with L.A. having K-Day... I always felt like that was something special that we had because KD wasn't just playing NWA. Mm-hmm. 
it was, I mean, first of all, it was Dr. Dre and Lace and Makeup with the Wrecking Crew, you know, it, it was more of a mm-hmm. dance thing almost to me, like a, you know, like sure, electro sure. funk, kind of like um, Arabian Prince and all Yeah, that exactly, thing. you know. Um, so there was a difference. That whole thing went through an evolution, but Katie was playing, to best of my recollection, everything. There's some, I think there was some freestyle music in there, wasn't there? Like yeah, Debbie there Deb and things like that. And, yeah, all You of know, that. and you had yep. rap from, from New York uh, to L.A. and everywhere in between. You had Uncle Luke when they started coming up, you know. So mm-hmm. it was very diverse. And it's funny because I can remember that, but until Battle Cat was on those turntables, I was like, yes. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's such a mellow dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't get up there and, you know, he's he's a DJ, he's a personality, but man, he was just rocking. And I was like, he went from How to Survive in South Central to, to you know, mm. Tribe Call Quest. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. So it was really dope. Yeah, like, yeah. And you you mentioned that, like, EPMD. Yeah, I remember. You know, the first time I heard EPMD was on KDAY. Like, first time I heard a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I remember. Murder rap by Ooh, uh above, above the, the law. law. They used to play that on K Day a lot. A lot. And it used to bug me when I like it was like, oh my God, like this is the craziest joint I've ever every time they played it, I the radio would go up like 30 notches. I just, I had to bump it. It was yeah. people and if you're not from and there's a there's a uh Don Will back in the day. Um, shout out to the famous, well famous Tanya Morgan. Big out, big, big up to Von P and Don Will. When I first met Don Will online, he had talked about the, the dangers of regionless rap. Like mm. rap that, that didn't really represent where it was from. It sort of started to blend into the same sound. Now, huh. I think that that's the, the, the thing about the 90s. Because I was old enough to go to different places. So I went to Texas. I went to New York. like, And there were these other crews. Like Capone and Noriega wasn't really a thing yet when I first heard them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, all right. Y'all got this other stuff that I haven't heard. Because my mind was like, yo, we hear everything. Right. Right. right? And then I realized people had never heard Above the Law, had never heard Murder Rap. So, oh, okay. You know, my brother and I were playing that for people in Texas. Like, no. Oh, wow. Above the Law was crazy. So there was this this sort of, I feel like the 90s, the movement started happening. I'm talking physical movement. People started getting around with these tapes and the sound. Mm-hmm. And you started mm-hmm. to hear all of this cross-collaborative stuff. Odd Squad, right? Mm. Like a lot of people wouldn't. I I bought the Odd Squad tape in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Should could correct me on that, but we were we loved the Odd Squad. Like we was like, oh, that joint is fresh, and almost everything was fresh <laughs> for some odd reason during that era. So I understand why people call it the golden era, but I also think it was the age. Like hip hop had gotten to this kind of peak maturity where all the age ranges kind of meshed, right? Right. And we were all able to be in the same places. So that energy was like perfect. You know what I mean? And it was coming it was so, it, it, yeah, you you had to you still had to seek it out, but you could you could access it, but it wasn't 
it didn't feel saturated. The mar- like I, right. and, and I, yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. just me being an old man that if the market feels saturated now. I think there is a lot more music being released and and, and infinitely sure. more accessible. Well, like I've talked about plenty of times. Um, but yeah, like that that it was the perfect amount of music coming out to inspire people who were yet to record their first song to understand what the standard was in the bar where the bar had been set. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. you're not going to go mm-hmm. and practice high jump and jump under the bar thinking that's the game, right? You know right. that you need to get over. <laughs> right. You get over, right. Over you that, have to you know, get over you the bar. Above. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, all those records, like every record you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned Ice-T and I just think of just sitting in the car because six in the morning is still going. Six in the morning. I, I could get out of the car. Where I'm where I need to go, but six in the morning is yeah. still going. So I got to... Pretty much sit here, yeah, hold my hand up in the thing. air with the antenna, and make sure that I'm getting KD until <laughs> you know the end of the record. Murder rap was unreal; like it was such a weird record, right? Um, yeah, just just that that which I didn't know was uh, Quincy Jones at the time. I was just like, you know, it's just that that sound, like oh my god, and then yeah. Hutch and them were just so so dope at what they did, um, you know. You talked about Breeze. I mean, shoot, that record got hit so hard on, on K Day. Yeah. And then one of my favorite, probably MCs of all time, uh, when Funky Enough came out, it was like, oh, oh man, come on, man. When the DLC dropped, yeah, dude, we could, we could do, we should, we could do a whole, like, we could get a round table of people yeah. together and, like, yo, we're going to do yeah. like a, a so, yeah, you episode, could, but so I didn't yeah. look at any of the lists or anything like that. I, 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 I Took it from the post that there were lists that nobody ag- agreed with all, all together, you know. But I have sure, my list, sure. you know. And and I know the thing about us is that we know that that we can argue about the list and all that stuff. But we know that when we get around people who know what they're talking about, like we think we know how, what we're talking about because we do. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't agree on the list, we can look at each other and say, okay, well, at least that, that person yeah, knows you, what they're talking about. I get about. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would totally, totally understand it. Like, you would totally understand. Like, I may not put said group again. Region, um, there was a a definitive rap started, and I, we're we're not, we're talking hip hop, but we really have strictly been talking rap in this case. Yeah, yeah. Rap had a um started to have a uh i don't know man a something for everyone type feel like uh. your personality could you know these things can match your personality and and you know where i i, I could appreciate that as well so it, it's just it's a um it's an endless conversation and that that's just talking about rap that's without talking about the invisible scratch pickles and executioners and the you know 92 dj era um the the you know all of the LA crews that that were out that you know again we just had Cerritos All-Stars and Snapback like I don't think a lot of people really know how important Cerritos All-Stars has been to LA DJ culture mm. I mean they would they were they were streaming before streaming was a a thing mm. they had a radio an online radio show before anybody else was doing that you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, there are all these little, 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, Icy Ice and them at Glam Slam. Like, all of these little, uh, what's that, 21XL and, and events company and um, and all of them, like, now, I've, forgive me because I know there's a crew I'm forgetting, like, there's their entire crew I'm forgetting, but just knowing that there's a whole other side of this. Like, we could talk about rap all day. Then we could just start breaking down b-boying and then graph writing and and if you got a person that was super into graph, they will be able to tell you how these errors affected them and the marquee names and and not so marquee names that had an effect on them. So as a culture, I mean, hip hop was doing it was influencing quite a bit of Man, our lives, remember, visually, audibly, etc. I remember going to amusement parks to see cats battle. Then there was nothing oh, set up. And then no, I remember no, when no. there was, I forget who it was. I mean, it had to have been a couple of the local crews battled it. Um, and, or it might have been a few at Knott's Berry Farm. And it was on TV. It was yeah. it was the yeah. most unbelievable thing ever. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, there was, it was just everywhere you turn, there was something you could discover and, and get deeper into and enjoy. Like it wasn't like you were going to, you had to, it was an effort to, to have to discover it. I'll be honest with you. I'm older than you, but I'm not that much older than you. And I was young enough to where a lot of the East Coast, more underground stuff, like not the Yo MTV raps, like every, every, every hour on the hour groups, you know, that were playing on Yo MTV raps with some of those, like yeah. you talked about Capone Noriega. Like mm -hmm. the first time I heard about the intelligent hoodlum was, I think, when oh, Will Smith yeah. said "Intelligent Hoodlum" was his favorite rapper as as the Fresh Prince on the TV show, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's a real dude. Like he's really talking about a real dude, right? But I tell you who yeah. I learned a lot of uh, uh, appreciation for a lot of MCs or a lot of groups that I, I didn't particularly listen to all the time was from Bobby Jimmy, yeah. making fun of all these, really? guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Bobby Jimmy was hilarious. Roaches, uh -huh. hair weave. <laughs> uh, man, hold up. Let's let's get to the other side. I I know we have topics set, yeah. but I kind of feel like we could take the 50th it. anniversary yeah. episode of Rap Sucks Radio should be a thing. So right. we might get to the topics. We might save those exact same topics for next week because I, <laughs> I, I want to go down continue to go down this path so check okay. it out we're gonna get to the other side real quick Kev are you ready I've been ready for 50 years man <laughs> and plus 30 minutes alright let's <laughs> go rap sucks radio blah 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 What up, y'all? You are live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Track Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. Roaches! <laughs> Look at all these roaches around me every day. <laughs> He's wilding, yo. He was super wilding. Uh, By the way, thank y'all for quick, tuning in. We appreciate huh? Shout to King yeah. News. Shout Best radio King. newsman Word in the history of the game. Ever. 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 Yo. 
Uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of our show, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you would like to catch us on television, go to BTSM, man, Behind the Scenes Network. Download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. We are right there. You can also go to btsn.watch on, uh, online. We're there with plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. Um, and I, I do have to say this. You catch us on social media at Rap Sucks Radio. You can also catch us uh, RSR Podcast on Facebook. And just a quick shout out. I do MC at a club called Snapback. Go to Snapback underscore live. Old school hip hop and R&B and all things that were played during that time period. Um, so come check Come check us out. I, if you're, I don't know about saying just tuning in. We're not live, so I was gonna say if you're just <laughs> tuning in, that's ridiculous. But what we what we've been discussing, we're gonna continue with the discussion. Inspired, where we'll move to topics for next week is, um, just 50, 50 years of hip hop, roughly, <laughs> um, impact. You know how the music was received initially, etc. So. That's what I'll jump into now, Kev. Mm -hmm. Now, I am old enough to remember when hip-hop was not received well by people my age. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, I, I remember it being like, like, now it just seems like every young person is, has some form of connection to hip-hop. You have your counterculture people, whatever, but... And I also spent, you know, a, a fair amount of time in South Central, which is one group of people not into the music you got your older you know uh black americans who were like what uh-uh this is cursing and bad then i moved to the suburbs and it was a whole different set of people that were not into hip-hop for different reasons right mm -hmm. what do you remember about that like do you remember like the slow the subtle change friends that you when you were when you were younger were like oh i don't like that music that you look at now and they got like a hip-hop history like <laughs> just like you do Pretty much everybody, but I, it, it, but it wasn't. I don't feel like it was like a big deal. Like I feel like there were definitely adults, you know, like, you know, like you see Dolores Tucker's and you, you know, some, yeah, some sure, sort of religious, sure, sure. more religious folks. And I was like, I, I don't like that, but I kind of get it. Like you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but but it, you know, there were always the. Small, you know, it's felt special. Kind of, that's part of what made yeah. it feel special. You know what I mean? Just like I'm, it's the same thing. I, I would imagine with kids who grew up in that in that, you know, '70s punk scene. You know, in in, right. in New York, right? Um, we talked, you know, I talked about metal, like metal metalheads. You know, the the the, the '80s. Um, so it's. It's something that, you know, music is something and, and, and that, that binds you. But then on top of that, the fact that it was not just the music, that the music was sort of the broadcast mechanism for these other things that were, you had to be in a place to see the train car, the, you know, the freight car that got, got hit up and appreciate that or to cease to have, you know, there was no internet. You had to have someone who had pictures of something that they did that was showing you the work, right? But it was a, a very a, a, a tighter community, the graffiti community. Um, 
and then and then breaking. Not like you were gonna go and like pull out the cardboard and then get ready to you know get your your uh, your windbreaker on and put on like John Denver. It's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's like well it, rhinestone cowboy or something. No, it's you're gonna put on some hip hop. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? you know? it it was interesting to see for that for that brief time period like breaking people in replace riding bikes outside for kids uh. <laughs> just for just for a brief moment like you went outside and that was part of you you know you threw transformers at each other or whatever but you would also then somebody would figure out a way to hurt themselves that's what i was right? just going to ask you what's the worst injury you ever took <laughs> Break i see i rest in peace cam J. <laughs> He got into suicides. You know, What's that? You no, just no jump, hand front flip and oh, yeah, okay. land on your oh, back or oh whatever. So I remember trying to like practice in a garage with him. And uh I could I still can't do like a front flip or any type of flip to save my life, but <laughs> I could definitely accomplish a suicide because that was basically not accomplishing a full front flip. And I remember <laughs> doing that on my garage floor and laying there like Yo, like I thought I killed myself. Yo, like I thought I, I legit thought like I was getting ready to die. It's like my rib cage; it pushed out my back, <laughs> straight out my chest. Uh, and I think, man, like that's when I was like, "Yo, rap just seems like a way better <laughs> pad." Like I'm gonna go back inside and write. Oh, uh, this dancing don't make no sense. <laughs> so that would be the worst. I, I didn't break anything, but I, at least not that I know of. Something might have broken, healed wrong, but it that hurt. <laughs> broke your spirit. Really broke hurt. your spirit. <laughs> yeah. Broke my spirit. I definitely didn't want a b boy no more and <laughs> windmill and none of that. But I, I can also remember, man, Fifty Second Street Elementary. I can remember. I don't remember the kid, but I remember. It's, this is one of those etched into my memory moments. Um, elementary school. I don't know what schools have now, but you know that like linoleum, not only is it linoleum, like that plastic looking floor in the cafeteria. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The old school. I remember this kid was doing windmills. And I don't know how it happened. Like I like now that I see people do windmills, I'm like, how the hell? But he like smacked his face on the floor twice. Like, bap, <laughs> bap. like it is and I'm like, yo. I remember being a kid, like, oh. Oh, that had to, and he just, just like grabbed his head, just bawling, crying, like you know, he was a, oh, no. a kid. I was in like third or fourth grade, so I think that also was a deterrent. Like, ah, oh, man, this this that didn't look fun. I've seen a dude hit a chair trying to <laughs> trying to do backspins, like spinning in the cafeteria, bust his head on the chair, like legit busting his head oh, open, like God. you know. So I I I remember that was like. That was that was when I realized like, like again it was just all these signs like you're gonna be a rapper though don't worry <laughs> about it you know what I'm saying and then I, then I almost busted my head open and was like I right, see Mm-mm. oh no. yeah oh yeah <laughs> I feel like even people who didn't like rap wanted to try and break oh man everybody everybody yeah it was it was the thing to do I mean it was in. Breaking and b-boying, and, well, b-boying, particularly, you know, I, I understand it, but we're going to talk about it in this, but we understand the vernacular, right? But 
it was in like like Ernie Reyes Jr. in in his movies would like bust out a little break move, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like a windmill or something. Just randomly. You know what I mean? Like it was just part of the movie. Like <laughs> they, you know, it was like a fight scene and then he'd get it right and then he'd be like doo, doo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then like it was just it was like it was just permeating. What's the what's the what's the movie, man? Um, it's like a, a, a like a um one of those coming of age sort of white teenage movies. It was like about a witch, right? Remember the dudes rap? Right? I'm king, and they know it. When I snap my fingers, everybody say show it. I'm hot. You remember that joint? That, your, that? that was your first record, right? Man, listen. <laughs> can't nobody rhyme like that, dude. That's that is the best. I don't care what Eminem does to this day. <laughs> that is the best white rap I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> All right, Melly Mel. <laughs> Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Teen, oh, okay. Did not see it. But it was random because the movie had nothing to do with you you see what I'm saying? Like this. Mm-hmm. This was just like, you know how you said earlier that it was sort of like a secret, like. Right, yeah. Like, it was kind of between no. us. You know? I was hype it, every it time. It was. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wasn't interested in, in Flashdance necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't not interested in Flashdance. But I wasn't really interested in Flashdance. But when Rocksteady Crew came on the screen, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, for that they were 10 seconds these- or whatever it was. Yeah, they they were dropping these little tidbits. Yeah, because there was there was something there, like enough, right, to drop a tidbit to go, yo, we gonna we gonna have, right, we yeah. gonna have this, we gonna have a, 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 I remember the weird, I don't, I don't know if it was a commercial, or document or whatever. They had R two D two and and C three PO like pop like <laughs> pop locking, right? It was a cartoon, or whatever. I'm like. Just a little, just these little tidbits. The 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 uh, some people say this was the beginning of the end for rap, but the Barney Rubble, <laughs> you know, Fruity Pebbles rap, like you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't like to say never before because it was something that I was into. So I I can definitely understand that there were other genre styles and music styles of art that that wove their way into popular culture, into pop culture, in such a casual way that it could be recognized. I, I would probably, just thinking of eras, I would think like New Wave. New Wave kind of found its way randomly into, I, I guess, ultimate popularity because it was a popular, it became a popular genre before it faded off into different, parsed off into different things. But for me, and if you are in our age group, you grew along, you grew with every step. You weren't ahead of every step. You weren't behind every step. You were kind of at the every age group step. In its infancy, you were an infant. And it's Tyler, you know, and it's in its uh growth in popularity, you were becoming a teenager. In mm-hmm. its height right. in popularity, you were a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Like that's probably why, if I was to try to psychologically break it down why it's so important to us mm-hmm. but it also is why going back to my initial question why i can go back and point at people directly djs that was like uh when i we were kids and now i know them and they're djs mm-hmm. but i remember you in oh, fifth grade and you didn't like you know what i mean this music and you didn't like it was like oh who would listen to that and gotcha. now you're a dj 
right. I mean, and I, it's nothing against it, but I just, it was a wave that ultimately took over people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, yeah. Definitely. <coughs> what do you think kids, like, if I ask a kid right now who listens to, like, um, you know, Travis Scott and, and Migos, and, you know, and said, what kind of music do you like? What is the answer? It's not hip hop, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they're know. not hip hop. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what the kid would say, or would they just name? Maybe, a, they probably would say hip hop or rap. I would think right? rap, ca- rap caviar. <laughs> rap caviar, <laughs> great. Um, they're also, at least in my experience, and I won't go into the long story, but I had a recent. I wouldn't call it a back and forth, but um. Someone attempted to argue with me, and I was like, "What? What are we doing right now?" Um, but they also kind of feel attacked by the old school, by the by the old school. Like, yeah. you know, people want to take it back to the '90s, and they want to advance the music or whatever. And I I don't know. I I kind of wanted to ask him, like, do you honestly believe there's this Machia- Machiavellian group of people who are hiding in a dungeon with NPCs, trying to like, we're going to by the time I'm done with this spell, rap will be back in the night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, people are just making music they enjoy or that they prefer. And you, for some odd reason, are following it enough, even though you don't like it. Mm. You know what I mean? All right. I don't follow ballroom dancing. Like, I don't, ballroom, I don't like it. Like, I, I'm not going to be like, yo, why are you trying to ballroom dance? <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, go. I don't need to know what you're doing. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and some of it, is, I think, is just um, having those conversations with people who are not kids, for the most part. I would assume they're probably maybe in their early 20s, but relatively yeah. you know, younger than us. Maybe just not ready to have, um, to experience it yet, you know? Just like I think I talked about a while ago, um... You know the early records that that when, when sampling was super heavy, like in that that early nineties, mid nineties era. You know, Excuse me. once you get past a certain point of of, of getting a, a knowledge base of what who these artists are, you start to recognize the 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 what you you know what CTI the the record label means when you see it at the used record store, right? means mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy that even if there's no turntable to listen to it on cause even if I've never heard of this artist cuz I know that those records are the ones that that's the label Bob James was on or Milt Jackson or you know what I mean like I know that I'm going to find something on that record I could sample chances are right yeah yeah but also but now part of me is like but and then so I start thinking oh well maybe I know a little something about jazz right but mm-hmm. if I talk to it old school jazz person they can be like what are you talking about that's when jazz was falling off that's when that cross you you know what i mean like they could have the same opinion mm-hmm. about me saying that as we have about you know cats thinking that that hip-hop started with um country grammar yeah sure you know what i mean so sure at some point you know but it, it- and, and then it, every it, so often, I see I see a young young person, like a legit young early twenties DJ, playing just bangers. 
banger, banger, yeah, banger. Classic after classic. Like to in a way that it's like, oh, you you actually know and appreciate what these songs are. And so I feel seen, right? It's like, well, it has nothing to yeah, do with sure. me. It's the music. But I sort of hate it though, right? <laughs> like I hate Nah, and I'm I'm with it, but I hate it. Like during the Twitch era, the and when I, the Twitch era during the pandemic when Twitch was popping, I remembered like what bothered me about about um, the time we were doing the price I paid timeless music or whatever. And mm. for me, the kings of the court at that time were, were like when I look back was little brother. And let me just say this real quick: if you were like me. You hate it, little brother, because they <laughs> took they took a spot like and not only took it, took it well and not took it because they were first to get to it or market it. No, they were better than you. This is one thing I need to tell all the people of my time period. Fonte was better than you. Ninth was better. Who was better? The collective group of little brothers was better. That's why they dominated that space. They were better performers. They were better uh, at making songs. They were better rhymers. They were better overall in that. So I call this like the, kind of the little brother era, right? Mm. The okay player, message board, little brother era, right? But there were a lot. There was a lot of dope stuff coming out, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Superstition. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the low-budget team was coming out with dope music, right? Like, all of these crews in the, that I'm going to miss if I just start trying to name everybody. Right. But when that 20-year-old that you're talking about starts playing music, he stops at 96, 98. And I'm like, dude, mm. do you know how much dope stuff came out between now and then that ties into what you're playing now? Mm -hmm. But there was this sort of... Uh, and I don't mean to kind of, I don't want to turn this into a negative conversation, but it's sort of a documentary of my personal relationship with it, right? There was sort of this, we're not going to go past most deaf, mm. like vibe amongst DJs. All right, fine. Most deaf, common, that was it. A a anything. And then Dilla became a thing and it was like, okay, fine. Only Dilla. Right. And, and then everything 90, 96 and before. Yeah, there's, you there's know what I mean? Before Dilla and after Dilla. Right. So you I I I I think so much. Leave Trek Life out of it, right? You got to play more records. So much was missed and lost in a time period where you could play anything. People were just not trying to play anything. Mm. It just got to a point where they were, just weren't going to play anything. No, right? and I know I know this about you because if it wasn't for you, I would be, I would be neck deep in that group of people, for sure. <laughs> Even though I had a radio show during that whole period of time, it's like I was listening to a lot of it. I was like, and then things that stood out stood out, but but um, a lot of it was like, you know, and that's why I can't blame whatever music is coming out now for me losing interest yeah, sure. in because sure. I, I think I was already starting to kind of approach that point where I was like I have my favorite records maybe yeah, those yeah. will continue to be my favorite records and maybe I have a big enough ego that I don't care even though I probably should 
And if not for your voice in my ear saying, dude, what did you not listen to this? Did you not listen to this new Elzai record? Yeah. I wouldn't have. I might I mean, not and, have. And that, Probably wouldn't have. But that's the key, right? Like how did we miss? Because we missed. Oh, yeah. Elzai. We missed Elzai. Like we totally, Elzai did not end up where he should have ended up. And people could argue where that should have been or whatever. But I'm saying, like, how did we miss El? Well, we missed Elzai because we had gotten to this point where we were like, we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> like, we're not doing it. We're not. We're, no, no more people are coming through. Like, we're we're done. DJs were like, yo, we're done. I, I still hold a grudge against the DJ community for that. You know what I'm saying? You have your DJs like Redmatic, and and of course, I, mean, I could name plenty of DJs that didn't. Sure. But I I have a, a personal. I mean, I. Like that that Soul Assassins collective collective record that Muggs mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. people weren't playing rec- songs off of that. I'm like, how are you not? Mm. The record was crazy. It, it's it it just it like I said, it got to a point where I, it just seemed like people were going to they were just going to refuse. We refuse to play anything beyond this cutoff point. Unless it's regional. So if I'm in the Bay, then I'm still going to play Zion Eye. I'm still going to play, you know, uh, the Bay had a, a big love with Quasimodo overall, right? Mm. I'm still going to play, uh, of course, High Roll or whatever, right? If I'm in LA, then, you know, uh, Rest in Peace, that's one. I'm still going to play People Under the Stairs. I'm still going to play, you know, um, maybe some Eminem records on occasion, right? Like Blue. Um, there was the, what I called it, you know, a lot of people had a shiny suits era. I call it the the colorful tennis shoes era when Pac did <laughs> and blue. And it was like, oh, this is the colorful tennis shoes era. Like people, but people still weren't playing their, they were going to their shows. Mm-hmm. They were talking about them, but nobody was playing their records. Mm-hmm. When you got into a spot, let's say you went to like a, I don't know, man, like star shoes where you could play anything you wanted. I wouldn't hear Pat Div. Like, why am I not hearing Pac Div? Was that you know did that I mean? have something to do with with the uh, the decline of radio, <clears throat> like the decline of of shows like the Joint and the Wake Up Show, and not not possibly that I'm saying it declined at that moment, but but you know it was just like you could get your music from other places, so you know, like you had to listen to the Wake but Up Show could. to hear your music back in the day. True. You could have done it, but absolutely could have done you it. Could though, right? Yeah, but 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 that. The experience was like, there are very few DJs who break records still. I mean, there were always few DJs who broke records relative to the total wider community of DJs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to believe that at least for a, you know, I did the, the radio show for 20 years. I will only be so bold as to say that I would like to think that at least for a small chunk of that 20-year period or chunks along the way, I broke a couple of records to the people who were listening sure. to the show. Um, sure. And, and like I'm – that's not a great – I don't think it would be a, 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 a AAA batting average. That's sure. the very best I could hope for. Most DJs don't break records. No. Right? Mm-mm. Because breaking records involves some courage and some conviction right. and some People confidence to play off. something that, right, yeah. that, you know, um, which we've talked about in other contexts before. But um, now everybody's their own DJ as well. 
so the 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 challenge of that the that bar has gotten higher as well and where we talked about the the bar for for MCs for groups of rappers and collectives and producers in that 90s era was always like oh no why would we do that compared to this that we love that record we just did sucks right right DJs as a community in my opinion didn't act that way didn't conduct themselves or look at, at the craft in that way in, in terms of breaking records because also a lot of DJs just you know want to scratch better than so and so or cut better than so and so or battle mm-hmm. or whatever and the battle is is a the battle can only exist in the battle environment the you know the the cuts and the scratches and the juggles and, and this and that Whereas if you look at the guys who are really great at that, like Shortcut, Repmatic, D-Styles, right? Mm-hmm. X-Men. D-Styles is amazing, yeah. Um, the, you know, Pickles. Those guys are also really, really good at being A&R, you know, guys. Breaking mm-hmm. records, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't always love it. But you're always going to hear something that you don't... J-Rock is... a prime example is yeah epitome of that yeah you know um so so that's something that i i definitely i think has started to to become missing or 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 uh, unappreciated i think it's gone and and i i i mean no it's gone yo and i i play a um i play a, a um like i said snapbacks old school hip hop whenever i dj like I said, I the record that people react to, yep. um, because put it this way, so much music has been ultimately denied that you could break a twenty year old record right now. That's yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, you something. Could, you could literally, yeah. I know you're gonna talk about consequence. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that right. <laughs> let me ask you a real controversial question. Sure. I have always loved Black Thought. Um, Black Thought is probably in a lot of people's top 50 lists. Sure. Absolutely. Unshockingly would probably be, probably be in a lot of people's top 2015 lists even. Right? Should be. Mm-hmm. Do you think that his ranking, the whatever ranking he holds in a particular person's list today would be the same if not for Jimmy Fallon. No. Which is crazy. It's insane. I mean, amongst us. Yeah, that's of course it def- would. Yeah. Right. But um, uh, yeah, no. And, and, and God, this is going to sound so whack. Like, don't y'all just let me finish before, before y'all <laughs> throw stones at me. The early roots records. I can phrase this to where y'all not going to throw stones at me. He was an extended instrument. Mm. Like the black thought that we hear now is not necessarily the black thought we hear heard on organics and do you want more, right? He was dope, absolutely dope, no doubt. But I I I feel like it was this Illadelph half-life mm. where where we start to go, "Yo. Mm. Yo." Right, where 
and I'm an MC wholeheartedly. I could tell you how to do this and what when a, I can listen to a verse and go, oh, yeah, he wrote that. Like he didn't feel like being on this song. Like I could tell you mm-hmm. immediately when I hear a verse, right? And I'm not saying that about Black Dog in the Roots. I'm saying he was writing um to not outdo mm-hmm. the the music. To be he part was of the trying band. to stay in pocket. Yeah, yeah, be part of the band. He was trying to stay in pocket. Illadelph Half Life and Beyond was when he the pen just started getting wilder and wilder and wilder every record. And he would he would write records like You Got Me or whatever just to sort of keep people in in check, which is also sort of like why he's one of the best he, if not the best ever, is because he still did know how to write a song that would capture the masses or right. at least have a, a net for the masses. But then he's just going off naming authors you ain't never heard of and rhyming them with right. words you forgot you knew. Yeah. He, so I say that to say that where we ranked him early on, which was not in the top five, top 10, top 15, was fair because he was an extended instrument deliberately. Mm-hmm. That's what made him good. But after Illadelph Half-Life and going forward, you start to go, okay. And once he started doing his solo stuff, then it was like, all right, it's over. He's, yeah, he got yeah, it. Yeah, and, and that's you the know thing. You know, it has nothing to do with Fallon, but, but the, to have that platform to be, um, yeah. comf- I assume, much more comfortable in being able to 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 have a, a enjoyable life without having to be in a tour bus or two tour yeah, buses yeah. all the yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, it helps. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. Like, and that's why like, having conversations like this, where we talk, if whether you're talking about a top ten or whatever you list or your favorites and stuff like that, it's like I know when I'm in the right room to have that conversation because I can say DLC and everyone will be quiet and say like, okay, yeah, or yeah. Like, say okay, well, yeah, you said you said Grandmaster Kaz and you said Biggie and you said Jay and you said Nas. Um, and you said Snoop, um, but what about Munch and Poe? Well, yes, but if you if you stop me, if you say your track, name them off. Uh-huh. Like for me, yeah, you know what I mean. Name them off. I'm like Black Dog, Feral Munch, Elzar. Okay, right. Most Def, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim. I'm not naming them in in order. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just naming them off. Right. AC Alone, Blue, Mike Nine. Like, the way that I describe rap, and I'm not, <laughs> this is going to sound like such a diss. Some people enjoy Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Cat in a Hat is fine. Other people need and prefer a little more creative, not creative, because that's wrong, Doc Seuss is very creative, but a little deeper reading, right? Um, rap music gives something for everybody. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time mad at it for whatever reason and mad at people for liking different things, which, again, you ain't even got to know. So much music out, so much access that you ain't never, you could be listening to the same Spotify as me and we never cross paths musically. Right? Right. But in the end, 
because we made it through that era or we were in that era in that mindset within that alcoholics far side freestyle fellowship tribe day la da 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 the MCs that we're looking for are on different tones i can appreciate some MCs um definitely not like a nelly but like somewhere above that <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I could even appreciate Nelly. Like, I could appreciate what he wasn't attempting to accomplish. I wasn't his target audience. Mm-hmm. He reached his target audience per- perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the music, right? I can I can live with that. What I'm getting at is you said you would say Monch. Like, People would have to, even if they, people that are diehard Tupac fans, for example, will go, yeah, nah, man, Monch, absolutely. Right, right. Corrupt, absolutely. Like, nobody's going to, people with common sense are not going to be like, Monch, what? You know, right, right, right. we're all smarter than that in this era. Now, post us? Like some of the way I see some of the younger people talk, like it gets a little stupid. Like mm. it's message board nonsense. Like it's starting to be contrarian or or whatever. Like we're starting to mess around and pretend like people like Monch aren't or OC or whomever weren't mm. dope. N- now we're doing playing this little game. Right, right, right. But the non goofy listener, whether they were into the chronic and and West Side Connection or not, if you said Monch, they would be like, Yeah. What do you talk about? Yes, much. That's very important what you just said because um, I would hazard a guess that that nobody is going to forget Biggie. Mm-mm. I know sure. nobody's going to forget Pac. Mm-mm. It's not possible. No, something had to take something very dramatic and destructive for the 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 the, the public to forget those people. Sure. But you can see a world in which some, a lot of people don't know about much. Who should, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Who who don't understand how important Master Ace is. Master Ace, Red right? Man. Red, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. You know? Uh, I mean, groups we named earlier, crews we named earlier, the Alcoholics, yeah. uh, King T. Oh, These yeah. people are gonna go go on to be, you know, I don't want to say are, but but will likely in popular circles be largely forgotten. But and that's why it's important to talk about it and not the you know it's like your top ten is your top ten. Great, mm-hmm. mine is mine. I don't care if Complex can have their own. Hip hop yeah, DX I mean, can have their own. Whatever. Rolling Stone can have their own. I don't have to agree with it. But if we don't talk about those artists, you know, uh who who, you know, aren't on all of those lists at the same time in the top five, it's like, then what are we even doing? How can we complain <laughs> about what whatever kids think, you know, younger people think about the music? You know? I'm trying to say this and I don't want to hear nothing else about it. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm saying, I'm going to say this right now. From a mainstream perspective, I'm talking strictly from a mainstream rapper, like a quality mainstream rapper. 
if Drake didn't have Ghost Riders, he would be the best mainstream rapper of this time period. Mm. Point blank. Right? He'd be, the, be one of the few outside of, uh, I can't remember the, I, the, the dude's name is failing me, dude from Detroit. Um, L, L, Detroit by way of LA. Um, but these were there was there was kind of a brief moment where the mainstream rappers were also super making effort to be be dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hold on, I'm trying to. Big Sean. Mm. Like I remember that kind of brief when my daughter was very young. She wasn't listening to the stuff just yet, but my niece was really into Big Sean, and I was like. Yeah, like it's not for me, like it's, but I I can see that the dude is trying to rap, mm-hmm. like not trying, like not accomplishing, but he is attempting to to maintain some form of clever, not just one two buckle my shoe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a, but a, who's where does that debate happen? But within people who care about the quality of the music you're not even going to begin to have that conversation unless you care about the quality and we again we're talking about hip-hop's 50th anniversary and the main representation is of course rap there's so much more to hip-hop right um but just the outward most popular representation of the music uh, i'm sorry of the culture has been rap music and within that you don't even have those arguments unless unless you care and i think that that's the thing about our era we cared we actually cared. Like, I'm sitting here going, that Mac Ten and Manny Fresh record was crazy. <laughs> and I got homeboys just like, you listen to them. I'm like, are you kidding me? That record was crazy. But we cared. We cared about whether it was dope beyond who did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's ultimately what was lost. Yeah. Is that who uh, did uh, it becomes, you know, more important than and I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the 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 new uh metric for success or or, or likability is just the vibe, the vibe of it. And that's kind of yeah. you know, I think that might that's it's gotta be an oversimplification, but um that's the sense that I get sometimes, you know. Like we walked into the venue the other night and nobody was even DJing yet. There were, by the way, a couple of young, younger cats DJing that were dope. There were there were yeah you know, gave me that feeling of like, okay, well, you have, you know, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we walked in, they were just playing music off of a, off of a phone or something. And um, first thing I heard, walked in and, and uh, the nonce mixtape dropped. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, can you remember when you heard World Ultimate? Crazy. I mean, aside from mixtapes and bus stops, I had yeah. bus stops on vinyl. I just remember World Ultimate and being like, "Yo, it was just it was such an insane era." Haiku to Ty wasn't like I'm talking. I'm like a little bit later on in the era, right? Um, um I just got his name escapes me, but other artists from Project Blow were starting to come out. That app, Abstract Rude. And I just remember being like, yo, no one's ever going to rap this good again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you'd hear Pep Love and go, God, no one else is ever going to rap this good again. <laughs> right? And then Pharrell Martin is like, no one else. Is. It just kept 
being mind-blowingly dope every Dude. time you heard it. Yesterday, you know? I listened to That's When You Lost for the... Actually, not... I've listened to it recently, so I can't say for the first time in a long time. But I had never uh, looked at the lyrics. Like oh. on... Like, so I, it was on, you know, it was on Genius, so I pulled it up. Because I never thought about who was who. I could kind of tell, but I never really thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a, a, one of my favorite records of all time. Right yeah. down to the blue vinyl. Like, the whole nine yards, right? And I'm going through it, and I'm like, oh, my God, Pep, Lo- Pep, Pep Love completely destroyed all of the best MCs. <laughs> <laughs> on the West Coast, on a record that's not even his record, not even his record, yo. I was like, oh my goodness, nah. The the one that still and and we got to close out, man, because we overtime. But to this day, on a, just on occasion, I'll turn on. That's how it is. Casual, and just go. <laughs> I'll never and okay. I keep saying I'll never forget, but I really won't, man. Like I remember when they used to do that on Rap City and the OTV Raps, where they'd play a new song, mm-hmm. but it would be at the last minute when they had to go to the next show. Oh, so it would be like only a third of this. Like it wouldn't yeah. even get all the way through the first verse, and you was like, "What? <laughs> what just happened right now? What? What the hell was that? You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> and you couldn't find it yet because that was when they when records were being you know videos were being put out before songs uh-huh. were available like back when there was some hype to a record like now you I dare you to put out a song before it's available like you're not selling no records like you people ain't streaming nothing if I can't go get it right now I'm not listening to it but I remember when this one like I said <laughs> You bit so hard, I thought the shit was a quote. Uh huh. <laughs> I just was like, again, dude, no one's gonna rap better than this. Okay, this is the pinnacle. It's over now. You know what I mean? And that record is still one of the lyrically style and just simply stepping on your forehead is still one of the best records ever, hands down. Any 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 era. Any region, any city, any state, any small town, I don't care. That record is crazy. It's you know what I'm saying? Unreal. Casual was a nut on that record. They were all unreal. I watched a video recently of uh, sort of a quasi documentary about the um, Hobo Junction battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and back then it was just, you know, like everyone was just hype, right? Yeah, Legendary, yeah. mythical, almost right. Wait, were you there for that? Were you? No, 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 no. Wasn't that? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Because I, like, I, I think that was after y'all show, right? That was up in the bay, I think. Oh, it happened in the bay. I That's think right. it, it did in happen bay. in the bay. No, but, no, you're right. But it we knew about it. Um, but now, when it whatever it is, twenty years looking back at it, yeah, I'm sitting there going, dude, that's like you're looking at, uh, not the their children but it's like looking at two of your children fighting each other and saying one of you is gonna hurt get is gonna it's gonna walk away damaged and i don't want that either one of you we, we can't spare <laughs> either one of you so cut it out just 
take that somewhere else. Go go and go throw PM Don to- off the stage or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, like somebody go get Nelly, sacrifice Nelly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it's gonna get back to him one day, and, and it's gonna be so bad. Yeah, um, it's not gonna be good. It's not because the Saint Lunatics themselves were dope. So if they get mad, like just know, I thought you guys were dope. <laughs> I thought that they they did you wrong. Did uh, what you call it, Murphy Lee wrong by giving him a song with a hook called "What the Hook Gonna Be." <laughs> With all these hit songwriters around, <laughs> what the hook gonna be is the hook. I thought that was terrible, but aside from that, St. Louis is actually dope. Um, nah, that was supposed to be the end. High Row was supposed to be done. Mm. Like, I mean, let's come on. We could say it, right? Because it didn't happen. Was but that? allegedly, that oh. was the death of High Row. Oh. And then they came back with High Row Imperium and the whole. And next thing you know, they throw in their own festival. Mm-hmm. They got one of the best underground records of, I would say, of all time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They came back stronger than anybody has ever come back from. NWA never came back from No Vaseline. Never made it back. Mm. Dre made it back. Right. Right. Easy and Ren, even though Shock of the Hour was a great, was a good record, they never made it back. Cube officially altered their careers in another direction. My man Rick Knight would argue, but one, 100 Miles of Running was a platinum run. Shit, why, yeah, why, you yeah, gotta make, why you got to make it sound Whatever. Like that. Yeah, like, yeah, because that's what it sounds. But no, but 100 Miles of Running was, yeah, all right. Talk about it. But they never made it back. Hyrule made it back fiercely mm. and is now on a 30-year yeah. tour. Yeah. 50 cities or some 100 cities, whatever God, they're doing. God bless them all. Strong. I hope, I hope Safir's doing okay. Shout to the yeah. Who Riders. Man, oh, it's crazy. Man. But that's that actually a great, your, what you hell. just said, what you just said was a great case for um, No Vaseline being the best disc record of all time. Of Cause all the, the, cause time. Because the, the no comeback aspect of that. Could so not. True. It was over. It was over. I never have dinner with the president. It was over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. He called him a half, rest in peace, a half pint bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, y'all might not think that's dope, but we, in the context of the record, No Vaseline is the greatest. I don't care about ether. I don't care about none of that. No Vaseline is the greatest disc record of all time because there was no coming back from it. They had to change their entire careers. It was over. Crazy. Anyway, yo, man, we've gone overtime for real. <laughs> Great conversation, though, man. Yeah, Great I finally figured out how long my uh, wireless headphones will last. Yeah, I just <laughs> I heard my echo in there. Thank you for tuning in, man. This has been Rap Six Radio. I am your homeboy, Track Life. That dude over there, that's your fam, Kev Sakota. That's right. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to hip-hop. Happy birthday to you. Um, we'll catch y'all next week, man. We out of here like last year. Catch us on RapSixRadio.com for all past episodes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. RapSixRadio, at RapSixRadio on Instagram and RSR Podcast on Facebook. We out of here like last year on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace, peace. is the word to play.